Hello everyone. Before the video begins, I want to ask you guys something really quickly. So Halloween's coming up. I would love to see some comments down below and uh, just tell me something you would like to see on the channel for Halloween. Something that would be interesting. Um, I'm going to go through them throughout the week and find the best one. And we're going to try to make it happen, okay? Alright, let's start the video. A couple of years ago, I flew home to visit family. I've been there about a week. Then we'd head to the coast for a week. Then back home for another week. I totally need this break. I just ended on an again and off relationship. Like seriously one day on, and the next off. It took seven months of putting up with it. Because you're supposed to fight for what's important for you, right? Anyhow, I finally just said I was done. No more chances. No trying to work it out, just done. So with that chapter of my life being over, I was more than happy to be somewhere else, surrounded by family, and begin putting myself back together. Got there, spent a couple of days sleeping a lot. My mother's a nurse, and she was becoming concerned that there was something physically wrong with me. I just need a couple of days in a safe place, where I could let my brain work on digesting a new life I would have when I got back home. So before we left for the coast, I met up with a friend from grade school that I kept in contact with over the years. I thought it would just be he and I, but I didn't really faze me that another person was there. We hung out for a while and then I needed to head back home because I had to take a backwoods rural route to get home or take a different route that would add another 20 miles onto the trip. Being backwoods, I needed to be able to keep an eye out for deer. So I said goodbye and told Sa that if he ever needed me in my neck of the woods, just look me up and we'd grab a drink and hang out. I told him to grab my number for my friend and out the door I went. About halfway home, I got this weird, queasy feeling in the pit of my stomach. So I slowed down, way down, and sure enough there was a deer in the middle of the road. Because I had slowed down, I could see another car out of the road. I couldn't shake the queasy feeling, so I figured it would be better to cut off and go down the main road because there was more places to stop. I seriously didn't want to stop in some rural farmer's driveway. I've watched too many movies to make that mistake. So I get over to the main road and pull into a gas station and sit there for a couple minutes, trying not to get sick to my stomach. I ran to the store, grabbed some water, ginger ale, and came back out to my vehicle still unable to shake that queasy feeling. So I started to head home from the gas station, and I knew I didn't want to head straight home. So I drove around, taking this road or that road until the next thing. Weird feelings started to go away. Then I went home, read for a bit, and then I went to sleep. Next day everything was fine, and we headed off for the coast. Fast forward two weeks, and the trip is over. I'm still feeling a little bit fragile over the breakup. But that's all. I figured I would begin the process of cleaning the environment of negative energies and then work through the baggage that came from the breakup. I knew there was a lot and it would take some time. So the next day I'm going about my business and everything is cool. As can be when picking up through the junk left behind after a breakup. I'm really just doing mindless things, trying to zone out and not really have too much to think about on the activity since my brain was working full time already. 
a little bit later in the day, my phone rings. I don't get a lot of calls, so I assume that there might be a family emergency, and that I need to answer it ASAP. The area code of the caller, who is not in my contacts, is the same as my cousin, so I answered it without a second thought. On the other end was Saw, the acquaintance I met at my friend's house. It's a little weird to have him calling me, but I'm not thinking that anything is terribly out of the ordinary. I asked him what's up, and he said that he was at the airport. I still find it a little odd, but I said, oh, that's cool. Where are you going? He said that he had already landed. Again, I'm distracted and really just want to get him off the phone so I can go back to my mental sidestep and zone out while my brain chugged away. So I said that I hoped he had a good time wherever he was. He said that he needed me to pick him up. Wait, what? Did you say you needed me to pick you up? Yeah, he replied. I came to visit you. I paused there for a second. I know for a fact that I didn't show any more interest in him than general courtesy. Even the tossed over the shoulder, look me up comment, was one of those polite things to say because you never actually plan on seeing them again. Unpause. Why did you come visit me? I asked. He said he felt a deep connection and wanted to be with me. I'm staring at angry as well as freaked out at this point. I told him that I didn't feel a connection at all and I couldn't believe that would fly across the country to see someone that he'd spent maybe two hours with. He said that I invited him when I said to look him up. I said, no, that's just a polite thing to say to someone random. That has made a very small impression on me. He said that he needed to find a way back home since I misled him. Misled him? What the fuck? Look me up if you're ever in my neck of the woods. Has led to him thinking that I was biased for any sort of encounter that was meaningful. He said that he needed a place to stay until he could get enough money for a plane ticket back. I said there was more than enough hotels that he could stay at while he got himself sorted out. He said that he didn't have any money after buying the random one-way plane ticket. So at this point, I'm flabbergasted, angry, and freaked out that someone would do that on a one-way ticket. I finally caved and said that he could stay the night while he sorted his shit out, but I expected him to be gone no later than the morning of that day or after tomorrow. So I bring him back to my place, throw pillows and blankets on the couch and turn to head to my bedroom, and he asks if he can sleep with me. I'm like, uh, no. Actually, no fucking way is that going to happen. So I point out that I have firearms and do not attempt to come in. Next day I have work, so I woke him up and told him to get up and find a way home immediately. I also told him that I had to go to work, but would check in on his progress because the next morning, I was dropping him off at the departures regardless of whether he had a way back or not. Went to work, he blew up my phone all day, wanted me to come back to my place for lunch. Told him no, I was way too busy. I finally get home from work and I'm chuckling at a text that I got about my dog. And that's when I noticed he rearranged everything. And by everything, I mean every room. The house had been rearranged. I flipped my lid. I asked him why he thought it was normal to do anything that he did. Instead of answering, he asked me who I had been talking to. I said that really wasn't any of his business, but I had received a text from a guy watching my dog while I was on vacation. 
color me shocked when he says that he doesn't want me to talk to the other guy. No longer freaked, full force apocalyptic disaster is about to be unleashed and leave nothing but a smoking crater. The temperature drops to about 10 degrees, and I very calmly said to get his shit, and I was calling a cab to take him to the airport because he's fucking psycho. Side note, full rage had been achieved when it feels like the temperature drops, and I speak very calmly. If I'm complaining about something, it's a quick burn. If I go monotone calm and tilt my head to one side slightly, that's where I hit arctic level anger. So he, unaware of the environmental change that occurred and that the chances of survival are dropping by the second, decides to tell me that he used my computer and got my ex's phone number. They both agreed that I was just heartless. We're fast approaching the epic scale disaster and he finally seems to notice how deep into rage I had sunk. I told him it's unlikely that he'd gotten into my computer. I told him he had three minutes to get his stuff and get out or I wouldn't be responsible for what would occur. So, still yelling insults at me, he gathers his stuff and leaves. I used to get calls and texts from him. I block one and six more pop up, but eventually they stopped. Till this day I have no idea nor interest in knowing where he's at or if he made it back. So crazy dude who would hop on a plane with a one-way ticket, based on a random polite comment, let's not meet. So this happened around 10 or 11 years ago when I was around 15 or 16. For the little backstory, the legal drinking age in my country is 18. So if you want alcohol and didn't have a fake ID or a parent to get it for you, then you had to wait around outside of an off-licensed liquor store for the Americans until someone came who agreed to go in and purchase alcohol for you. So we waited around, found someone who was willing to go in and buy our alcohol for us and got him to purchase a few bottles of vodka for me and my friends, two of which I was with and the others were meeting after we were done with this. Now, as it was around 6 p.m., we decided it was too much of a risk. So we decided to put our vodka into a less suspicious looking bottles in the middle of the street as it was very busy so we did what we usually did in the situation and found a nearby food place to quickly run in and use the bathroom to decade our alcohol so it could be on our way. This time we chose to do this near the McDonald's. We'd done it in there before so we knew it'd be a safe bet. So we go into the McDonald's and head straight for the bathroom as we'd done a million times before. As we get in the bathroom, me and my other two friends, we'll call Harris and Kara. I'll occupy one cubicle to get the job done and get out and back to our drinking ASAP. And as I previously mentioned before, we've done this lots of times before and usually opted to come inside the McDonald's as it was usually busy, which meant no one paid attention to three teenagers running straight into the toilet without purchasing anything. So anyway. We're all in there doing our thing when I could hear suddenly a lot of shifting and moving around above us. I figured it was possibly the air conditioning and opted not to tell my friends as I thought it would freak them out. We get the job done and as we're about to leave the cubicle, we hear a giggle and where are you girls off to? I was presenting as female at the time. I looked up and see the forehead and eyes of a male looking at us who seemed to be about 30 just staring out from underneath a tile on the ceiling. That he'd slightly lifted. 
we were all in shock and just staring at the guy who proceeded to giggle down at us and ask our names, where we're going to and if he can come. We're all in shock because, let's be honest, who really expects there to be some random guy in the ceilings of McDonald's? Being a teenager who thought I was untouchable, I proceeded to tell the guy that he was a perv and to fuck off. The guy seemed to enjoy this and giggled a little more, still shifting around the ceiling never taking his eyes off of us. Now, I should probably mention that, along with our pouring of our drinks into the bottles, we pre-rolled a few joints, so we were terrified to alert anyone at this point, as we're young and terrified of our parents finding out. The guy still staring at us proceeded to ask questions like, what, what age are you guys? Where do you live? Can I have some of your drink? Smoke some of your weed? Still all the while twitching and fidgeting overhead. Then he started to lift the tile, and as we're all stuck in the cubicle with this guy, right above us, we knew that we wait for him to get down and was to come down directly on top of us, so we noped out of there at that point pretty quickly. We went outside and discussed what we are going to do, and decided to go back in and alert someone, as it's a very busy McDonald's and I knew there would be women and children in and out of the toilet until closing time. I didn't want to risk the creep staying up there to spy on them especially since I knew that he was there and had witnessed our behavior firsthand. So I go in, tell a member of the staff that I've been in the toilet for a long while talking on the phone. Terrible lie, but my 15 16 year old brain was too scared to tell the truth in case they alerted the police. And that's when the guy had appeared, and to my shock they were completely unsurprised. They were just pissed off more than anything. I seen a few male members of the staff into the toilet and I figured they could handle it from there, so I went on my way. We still went inside McDonald's, but never had any encounters with Ceiling Guy again. We're not even sure if the guy got caught, as we didn't hear anything about it afterwards. So, to the creepy guy in the ceiling watching the girl's bathroom, with a bird's eye view. Let's not meet ever, ever again. This story happened to me about three years ago back when I used to work for a gas station, very close to where I live. This event really creeped me out, so I can vividly picture everything that happened that day at work. I had went in for my shift at around 6pm that day. Our gas station was open 24-7, so some days I would end up working till around 1 in the morning, getting stuff done. The first half of my shift was nothing out of the ordinary. They had put me on the floor shift instead of working in the kitchen. So, I was mostly just cleaning up the store. Every now and then, we would get a lot of customers at a time. So, I would have to cash them out and handle the register. But that was just a normal thing. After some time, I had stocked the coolers, cleaned up some dishes, and finished up some other tasks as well. Actually, it was a very easy day. That was all up until around 12pm. I can remember that at the time of her first arriving, I was just finishing up cleaning the kitchen. We normally close the kitchen around 10.30 every night, but the person on kitchen staff ended up doing a horrible job of cleaning up. My manager put me back there just so I can tidy things up and clean the machines. I was just about to take my gloves off when I saw an elderly woman with a book bag on enter the store. I normally don't stop what I'm doing to look at customers who come in, but there was just something really off about her. She was walking with this very awkward limp and had her hood up. That alone would have raised some concerns, 
But from the first 20 seconds that she was inside the store, her head was facing towards the ground. She made a loop around one part of the store, then went up to the counter. She looked up at my manager, and in almost a whisper goes, Can I use your telephone please? After this I thought maybe she was just homeless, and was calling someone for a ride, so I just shrugged it off. I had made myself a flatbread sandwich before closing up, so I went behind the counter to eat it, before I went back to work. Every now and then I caught myself looking at her on the phone, and I realized that she had her back turned to both of us, and was speaking very quietly. The creepiest part was that she kept looking back at me. She would talk on the phone, inaudibly, then whip her head back, stare at me for like 3 seconds, then turn around and go back to talking. This made me super uncomfortable. After she got finished using the phone, she went behind me in the counter, the store and just sat down. That was the first time I had ever seen someone just sit down in our store. At this point I would finished my sandwich, and went into the back to grab our floor scrubber, because it had been a while since I cleaned up the floor. When I came out, I was directly across from her, and I could see her staring at me. She wouldn't take her gaze off of me. Everywhere I went through the store, I just felt her eyes peeled on the back of my head. I stopped the scrubber for a moment, and decided I should stock some of the drinking cups, because one of the slots was completely empty. I looked back at her, and she was still looking at me, but this time she got up and went back to the counter again. She looked up yet again at my manager and asked if she could use the phone. The eerie part was that she kept doing that thing, where she would talk on the phone, look back at me, then walk around and continue talking. She didn't even grab her stuff or anything that she had on her hood. At the time, she just kept awkwardly staring. I obviously had to continue working my job, but I got really worried about who she was talking to on the phone, and why she would stop looking at me while talking to them. I got back on the scrubber, and she went back into the corner of the store to sit down. I was making my way up the aisle towards her when I got a really good look at what she looked like. Her stare gave me chills. She had really, really big eyes, and they looked very dark. They might have been very dark brown, but to me they just appeared black. She still had her hood up, but she was just sitting there staring at me. Now it's normal for a person to look at someone when they're coming up to you, but I was literally around 10 feet away, and she was just staring directly at me for like 5 seconds. If you've ever seen in the horror movie, Drag Me to Hell, she looked like the old woman from the movie. I quickly looked at the floor and continued scrubbing past her. After what seemed like forever, I finished a small bit of the floor in the area and made my way back to the store. I was halfway there when I heard the rustling off of a book bag and realized she had grabbed her stuff and walked out. She did so quickly it startled me. As she walked out, I looked through the window and realized that there was no car there to pick her up. Whoever she was talking to on the phone was obviously not her ride. She was just walking all by herself on the road. Hey friends, thank you for checking out today's video. If you haven't yet, please make sure to hit the like and subscribe button to be notified when I drop a new video or when I stream. If you guys wanted some Shamora behind the scenes action, <laughs> then you can follow me on my social medias. Links to these will be in my description field down below, as well as a link to my public Discord. I highly recommend you join there. I always do Discord Nitro giveaways. 
my fellow Discordians in my server have dubbed me Nitro Jensen. Um, so yeah, keep keep an eye on that. I'll usually make a post when when that will happen. Also, if you'd like to support me in the channel, please consider becoming a channel member or Patreon, where one dollar a month gets you early access to all of my videos, except some of them that I just post that aren't really horror related, but um, a majority of my videos. So you'll get like the first sneak peek, as well as your name featured in my videos. So that's always cool. Um, with all that being said, I want to thank you guys again, and remember, keep it spooky.